Welcome back. It's probably therapy time with Ryan and Kendall. That was so peppy. I know. <laughs> I think that's the most high energy introduction we've ever it had. It definitely is. It's episode six, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little strange to think that we've been doing this for six episodes. Like, yeah. I... Very, I, I wasn't going to voice it, but I for sure thought we would have given up by now. <laughs> yes. I think that every time we do another episode, we're like, wow, look we're at so us. We're so impressed with ourselves. <laughs> we like the biggest pat on the back. Like we're doing this really simple thing, but somehow it's like an, a monumental Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I think to start off, since it is Thanksgiving week, I think that we should just tell everyone how grateful and thankful we are for their support and love and listening to us ramble on about life. I mean, we were just talking about how, I mean, look, two things, because number one, my sister asked me this question the other day, and I I thought it was thoroughly entertaining, but she, we are a mental health, well, mental health comedy, like, I think we're funny. Mental health comedy. I love that. I get that the things don't go together, but they do. Um, But she asked me the other day, she's like, so when are we getting to the mental health stuff? And I was like, oh, right. That's what this podcast is about. But like for five episodes, we've just been rambling on about ourselves. (laughs) So thank you for bearing through all of that. Yes. It's been a good vent sesh for us, guys. You don't understand. (laughs) We really needed it. Third years of grad school. Look, when you've been in school this long, sometimes you just need the world to hear you vent for a second um or for like what would that like three hours of us venting um, hold up i realized that earlier today we have been in school for 20 years i don't like that <laughs> 20 <laughs> years kendall like we have given our lives to the education system what has it given us <laughs> two and a half degrees to, <laughs> to, to, two and to and look half. for it well we're like on our third so what other degree High school, college. Oh, I don't count high school. That's a diploma. That's a, yeah, I don't count it. It's not. <laughs> no, I mean, go to high school, stay in school, kids. Um, because kids, I don't think anybody, no one under the age of like thirty listens to this podcast. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Shout out to if you're under thirty. If you're, under 30 <laughs> like, if you're in high school, um, I'm really impressed that you even found this. Do high schoolers listen to podcasts? Um, Maybe. Also, stay in school. Um, I just told a kid the other day, he said, he told me that when he gets to high school, he's going to drop out his first year of high school. And I, I told him, Hey, I'll make a deal with you. Um, how about, and so I was like, you really need to try it out first, right? Like you need to try the, try things out. Um, see how you like them. You know, high school, some people really love it. And once they find kind of their people, their, their group, like they, they really enjoy high school. And so I told him, I'll make a deal with you. How about you try high school out for at, at least four years and then <laughs> let me know how it goes. And if you still feel like at the end of four years, you after graduation, out, come back. Let, let me know. know how it goes. Yeah, and he like didn't get it at first. He like stared at me, and then I could see like his eyes kind of like glazed over for a second, and I could see like the wheels, the wheels turning. turning. <laughs> and a couple other kids in the class got it, um, but he didn't for a second. And then finally, he was like, "Wait, but then I'll be a senior." And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, and then, you know, then you've only got a couple months till graduation, then you graduate, and then you're done, and then come back and let me know if you still want to drop out of high school. <laughs> and he, like... You're so I sly, was so Mr. T. I so sly. So but anyway, we were, we were talking about that, and then we were also talking about, like, how we were just reading, um, which I feel like this is something that we probably shouldn't do, but, like, we were reading a review... <laughs> 
and um, we don't know who it's from, but it's very nice. So yes. whoever you are, we really appreciate it. Um, Thanks, even though we really guys. don't talk about anything related to mental health. It's been helping us, so it's maybe really it's helped, helped you. Maybe that's what we mean. Yeah. It's more about our mental health, um, and you guys are just along for the ride. Um, so thank you guys so much if you listen. Um, if you don't listen then you're and not you're hearing, hearing this, then um, how? I, you know, I just, I'm curious how you're hearing this if you're not a listener. Um, let us know. Yeah, DM let us, us know. Um, <laughs> send us an email, probablytherapy at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how Follow how us on Insta. Us. Um, just, just out of, you know, a lot of curiosity. So, um, yeah, this week um, we're going to actually dig into um, not necessarily mental health per se, um, not necessarily a specific topic in mental health. Um, but kind of take a step back. Um, we've talked about grad school, um, and, and this week we're going to kind of get into um, professional identity um, and, you know, for us, what that's like. Um, you know, we both kind of balance the, the line between school counselor and um, professional counselor or therapist. Um, and, you know, as we've sort of learned... The, the differences between the two and, and how to um, navigate that. It's, it's been interesting um, and also talk a little bit about why developing that, those professional identities and understanding them is so important um, sort of in the work that we do. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, just it feels like a natural place for some reason to start. That like when I decided to be a school counselor, part of it, or I guess 90% of it was because I wanted to help people with mental illness. I wanted to help people mm-hmm. have a better mental health mm-hmm. and have it like to learn how to take care of themselves, to learn how to be in a relationship with others. Like that was what drove me into this. Right. And then to get here <laughs> and to realize, like I spent like four hours today working on schedules and sitting in front of a oh, computer yeah, right and not doing anything related to mental health. I mean, you could argue that there's this very roundabout way in which you are decreasing someone's anxiety by working on their schedule, but Uh. I agree. It's definitely, like, there is, and and maybe that's just a byproduct of um, our program. Maybe that's just a byproduct because it's a a dual licensure program, Um, and and we can graduate, uh, we both will graduate uh, dually licensed as uh, professional school counselors and um, professional counselors. or therapists or clinicians. Um, a therapist is sort of the umbrella term for anybody who does therapy. Um, but you know, we we will graduate duly licensed, and um, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for the benefits of that. But it has certainly made sort of our journey in developing professional identity and understanding the different roles challenging because they are very different. Um, and I don't know that either of us really appreciated that until we got into this right and I I think that moving through like the motions of the first like year and a half like we we've talked about previously like it hadn't really like occurred like I guess it it was like starting to like get to that point where it's like oh wow like these are very different professions yeah and like but yet this whole program is going to like pop me out like with so that I could do either one of them. Yeah. And 
and I think it didn't it didn't happen until like helping skills or maybe even like the earlier this year with practicum that we really realized that we aren't we aren't really the mental health professional in the building as a school counselor. No, and I actually that's funny because I was just um, maybe the school district that I I work in um, most school districts actually um, your your schools will have school counselors um, and they'll have school social workers, right? And there's a lot of overlap between certain parts of those jobs. Um, and then there's a lot of things that um, social workers are responsible for that school counselors don't do. And then school counselors will do a ton of things that social workers won't do. Um, but even things, you know, looking through certain manuals and in, in from my job or um, understanding like different communications that we receive because we're technically falling under the same sort of overarching I guess department at the district level like we have the same person that is kind of over both social workers and counselors in my district and um, just like we I'm on the building mental health team right which consists at least in our district of our social workers counselors and admin and I think our school psych and I don't recall our nurse may or may not be on that team as well. Um, but when I brought that up, um, our other school counselor was like, oh, I didn't even know we had one of those. I didn't know we were part of that. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think sort of this, the mental health team, um, you know, sometimes it just depends on what document you're reading because sometimes we're the student services team, sometimes we're the uh, crisis intervention team. It just seems like the school counselor in like so many ways just is like, wherever they fit right we're like the catch-all oh, or, or it's the like thing the thing that's like floating hair we're like oh well the school counselor can do that yes it's, and, and that kind of there's a lot of reasons for why school counselors are kind of that person i kind of refer to myself as the um metaphorical firefighter in my building or the like part um, of like the school-wide like, like the utility person yeah like, like the thermostat is what yes. we've heard before yeah like what's the thing you need done Okay, the school counselor will do that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, this needs to happen. School counselor will do it. Um, there's a lot of things that fall on the plate. Or at of least they'll counselors. point you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that fall on the plate of school counselors um, for what seems like no other reason other than either somebody else doesn't know how to do it or nobody else is doing it, mm -hmm. um, or nobody else wants to do it sometimes. Um, and so, you know, because which like makes people, sense, right? Like school counselors are the yeah, carers, right, like, like the not that anyone else in the building cares, like doesn't care, but just that like that is like their role is to yeah. care for everyone and to care for the community. And yeah. so, those things just kind of get put on them. And yeah, it's a it's a pretty common trait in people who fall into school counseling, but and more counseling. broadly, any broadly any helping profession, yeah, that they're the kind of people who they true to the name, just want to help, right? Mm -hmm. They want to help people, and so... So, Kendall, do you um, have a hard time saying no to people? No. I, well, <laughs> okay, so I used to. Here's the thing. I used to have a really hard time saying no. Um, I was always the person that would go along with things because I didn't want to, you know, offend anybody or hurt anyone's feelings. I would agree to do things for people, even if it was wildly inconvenient for me or, um, you know, it at the end of the day wasn't best for me or right for me I would just kind of go along with it because yeah. like oh just I easier just, that way yeah, I want, yeah. I, and I want to make them happy I want mm -hmm. them to have what they want um, and I think a lot of people took that as I'm really generous and kind um, which oh, I mean, hopefully those things are still true but um, I've had to learn over the last few years um, 
it kind of started in college, but learning to say no. Yeah. Like it's okay to say no when you don't want to do things or it's, you know, in, in work, it's okay to say no to something that isn't your job. Yes. And I think that's a really hard thing for people who find themselves in this kind of work mm-hmm, for sure. to do because, you know, it, a lot of people, and again, like even going back, like we can go back into um, or, or touch on like, the history of the school counseling profession, um, not to get like weirdly nerdy on like the <laughs> history of our job, but you know, school counseling started um, decades ago. Um, really, you know, the old name was the guidance counselor, mm-hmm. right, or the career counselor, the academic counselor. The... I think like the true roots is like just vocational, like just yeah, vocational counseling, mm-hmm. right? You, it was that person that you know your parents or grandparents when they were in school. They would be like, okay, you go see this person. They help you find out what college you want to go to or yeah. what kind of work you want to do, right? They were they, they were, were that person. And it was um, at, like, the higher, like, secondary level. Yeah, it, it was usually, wasn't... It was usually high schools, um, you know, and this was also, like, post-World War One, World War II um, with a lot of veterans who were coming back, um, you know, 18-year-olds who went off to war and came back and they were 21. They were like, what do I do with my life? now that I'm not a soldier and yeah. it was this person who kind of stepped in and helped them figure out okay like what are you good at what are your skills let's let's try and figure out like you know what's going to be a good fit for you and so there was there's a lot of um you know reason for that there's a lot of benefits in that um and we still see that in our jobs we today. still do yeah. a lot of that right um it's in our um national standards it's in our state standards um the career counseling is still absolutely a part of what we do mm-hmm. um but as time went on other the things began umbrella to umbrella got bigger yes. so you know we are also now over a lot of academic stuff right making sure kids um, aren't falling behind academically um you know which then started involving things like um you know scheduling building student schedules building master schedules for the school doing student enrollment um you know other things just kept getting piled on top of it um and then obviously again true to the name as counselors we are responsible for some of the social emotional learning that goes on in schools um which naturally involves some of the mental health issues that you see mm-hmm. um and, and the so, friendship issues and yes, just like i mean that umbrella that umbrella and, and that term like mental health in, in itself is just such a hugely broad yes, term and so you you say like oh my job in the building is like the mental health professional like well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, right. what what do I go to you for? Like, I mean, I think I think in that, just as a school counselor, and really in any profession, you is learning how to learning what your role is, what you're good at, what you want to do, yeah, and then advocating for that. Right, and I think that last piece is the one that historically counselors haven't been great at. Um, at least in my experience, um, you know, there's been some frustration that I've had with things that. Um, fall to um, social workers but not counselors or counselors get ladled all these other things that prevent them from addressing some other issues in school that are truly part of their um, competencies or training or um, yeah, stuff just like get, that like buried with all the other stuff yeah, that maybe is like the stuff that we should say no to but just like has historically like been it's been part of it's been part do, of the job right and because we don't like saying no to people or we're, you know, not, I, I think that advocacy is something that really a lot of people aren't even trained how to do or what mm-hmm. it looks like or things like that. And so, yeah. and I think another part of it too is because this profession is 
like changing and evolving and the need mm-hmm. for social emotional help and and work is is growing yeah that people getting into this profession do almost like would rather just do the academic stuff like the yeah. academic side of things like the career the college and career readiness stuff like mm-hmm. they would rather stay on that and they're because they're that wasn't why they got into it. They didn't get into yeah. the mental health thing. And so then for people like us who were like, well, we want to be therapists. We want to, you know, be in the school. Like, this is the perfect, like, all-inclusive job. Yeah. They're they're like, oh, well, you know, we don't do that. Right. And I think that's been a lot of the frustration of sort of developing that professional identity for at least us and other, I mean, I don't know if other people have been through or are in, you know, similar programs that are dual licensure. A lot of, I think our program is the only one in the state um, that is a dual licensure. Most of the other school counseling programs are solely school counseling. Yeah. Right? They don't incorporate the clinical piece of it. Um, and they graduate a lot sooner. Yeah, it's, it's a like lot, a two-year program a, instead yeah. of a three-year program. And yeah, don't so, need as many hours. And... Yeah, there's, they, you know, when they... Which sounds really good right now. <laughs> and we're like, oh, all this mental health stuff. They're like, oh, but that's not at all, like, that's not the job. You know, it's and part of it. It's just like this little thing we do on the side here. Um, but, you know, and we were talking the other day um, about some of that frustration of I, I, just maybe the misunderstanding, like you were saying earlier, of what mental health is. Yeah. And it's just such being a, big a mental term. health professional mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you do therapy. Mm-hmm. Like therapy is just one of the things that some mental health professionals do, right? Right, but, right. Like I consider social workers mental health professionals, but most social workers don't do therapy. Um, most psychiatrists don't do therapy. Mm-hmm. Most, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Even there's a lot of psychologists who don't do therapy. They do testing and assessment. Um, and so therapy is just like one of the pieces of, of what some mental health professionals do. It's not the only thing um, that they do. And it's not what every mental health professional does. And so like we consider, I consider at least, school counselors sort of frontline mental health professionals, right? They're, they're sometimes the first person who sees or identifies um, the fact that a student or a kid might be experiencing a mental illness. Um, and, uh, you know, they're sometimes the first person to kind of address that in a way um, or try to help a student with that before then um, talking to parents about maybe getting some additional help somewhere. But um, I think it is critically important for mental health or for school counselors to have that mental health training um but that just isn't sort of a fully realized thing in the field yet well and I think like something like important for me and and why I I still lean more towards school counseling than than clinical work is is the fact that you get to see and you get to help like so many different people than maybe who would show up for your session every week you know and and pay you out of pocket or whatever you know you can just you can just reach like a huge population of people who have like have a huge stigma towards going to therapy or have sure. a you know they don't want their parents to know they're going to therapy or like stuff like that and like you can really yeah see a bigger you know view of view of people in the right world. especially in like you know those underserved communities or communities that just have a lack of access to resources um, or where yeah. that stigma and there's, is there. There is really, there still is a stigma. Like, Oh, absolutely. Although like we are able, easier talking about it and stuff like that, but it's still, it's still there. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, what maybe a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, 
there's this a whole idea that like oh my parents think that way but like the kids don't or like you know whatever it's like no like what the parents think believe and say and do bleeds into the what the kids believe and think and say and do and so while the kids may not realize it you know they are sort of absorbing that stigma from their families um, and so by the time they get to the school age where they have the counselor and they have the access especially when they hit sort of adolescence teenage years um, like there's a lot of kids that if I were to walk into a classroom and say hey can I talk to you know Joey you're over there um, or can I go can I can I have uh, Sarah come down to my office um, it's it's like a very sort of awkward and uncomfortable thing and kids kind of um, you know can use that as an opportunity to say hurtful things or be mean or make fun of that kid that you know I want to talk to and so you know that's something that we have to be super aware of when we want to talk with a kid even it's about if it's about something as simple as like hey I just wanted to make sure that like these are the classes that you wanted to to be enrolled in next semester like these yeah. are the electives you wanted to pick um, you know or like hey I just wanted to like let you know that I saw you I did I actually have done this a couple times I will kind of have a student and I'll stop him in the hall and just like I did this the other day I said good morning to a kid and he said good morning to me back in like a very like you know I don't know like he he actually said good morning in a very like I could hear him I could understand him it was clear and it was like so I like kind of stopped him for a second I was like thank you for saying good morning to me like I really appreciate that yeah and he like didn't know how to respond to that he was like uh 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 okay uh you're welcome okay and then he left and I was like why you know it's just that thing of people still feel that pressure especially at that age to like conform and you know like oh yeah like, we don't want to stand out for talking with reason. talking with the counselor yeah and, even if that reason's good it's it's awkward still to like stand out yeah. and then be different than your peers for right. sure you don't want to it's just a weird thing that still exists and so yeah um, i think that was part of our like starting this podcast in the first place and i mean and just really like why we wanted to be in this profession and like yeah. I think there's like a huge part and I see this in like all the people that we're in school with too like mm -hmm. there's just like these big big hearts um for these kids and for mm -hmm. trying to just help them in yeah. any way they can and even if that's like tiptoeing around this like this stigma thing and like trying to like you know just do what we can even if that stigma is really big for them or that's yeah. really hard for them to get and go to the counseling office like there's open arms there, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, going back to, you know, the the professional identity and kind of coming to terms with, like, what the job is, like, while we have these, you know, we went into this work with the idea of what we wanted it to be or what we thought it was going to be, now being in buildings and, and really sort of seeing the work play out, understanding there's tons of things that get piled on to school counselors um, that sometimes prevent us from, from sort of addressing some of those needs or building those relationships with kids, right? Like I, especially now, like we, we spend a lot of time, especially depending on time of the year, shut in our offices, working on schedules or building master schedules or, you know, doing enrollment. Um, you know, we start off in uh, second semester sort of January February and like right off the bat we're we're getting geared up for uh, enrollment and you know high school enrollment middle school enrollment like and so 
there's a lot of things that kind of take up a bunch of our time. Um, and so it's like, hey, we need you to meet with all these kids um, or we need you to go check in on this kid or this kid said this thing. So, you know, you really need to go meet with them or you need to have them whatever. But then it's like, uh, but also make sure you get all of this other work done that you need to have done. And yeah. so it is, it is really stressful. Um, and there's a lot of things that I think we're both kind of looking at and experiencing in schools that we're like, really? Like, this is what the school counselor does? Like, this is something I'm responsible for? Yeah. I don't know. It's That's been for sure a challenge because there's, there's a lot of things in my job that I'm looking at. Like, do I need to be the one doing this? Like... Like, who can I delegate this to that's still, like, qualified enough to do this? Or, like, is this really have to be my job? Can I, like, how, I I think just, like, our mindset will always be, because it's just who we are, (laughs) will just be, how do I sit in front of kids more? How do I check on kids? How do I see them? How do I talk to them? How do I make sure that everyone is okay? Right, and I think if you asked any school counselor and you said, hey, if we could magically take, you know, X, Y, and Z off your plate and you would have more time to meet with students, would you sort of, would you be okay with that? I think almost every single school counselor would be like 100%. Even if, even if they don't have a mental health background, like even if that's like their, like one of their least favorite things about their job, like if they just talk about schedules or whether they're talking about careers stuff, like they, they still rather sit in front of a kid and talk about it. Yeah, like most I would say a very large, large percentage of school counselors wanted to get into school counseling to be with students. Right, to help not students. Not to sit in front to, of a computer or talk yeah. to staff, but to be not with to, students. Yeah, and so that's, but, you know, and kind of bringing that back into then our work as, um, you know, clinicians, and by no means are we sort of fully realized and licensed therapists, but... Um, we are, you know, counseling interns. We do see clients, um, and so we, we have experience with that side of things as well. Um, and that kind of work is so different, you know. And I think. I mean, that's a full. I mean, you're someone is walking into your room or walking into like the counseling room. Mm-hmm. They are sitting down for an entire hour. And you right. have no one's gonna call you in the middle of it. No one's gonna email you. Like no, right. there's gonna be no distractions for a full hour of your and theirs time mm-hmm. to focus on something, like to help them do something. And yeah. that that has maybe already, most likely, has already been ex- like said. This is what I want to work on, or like there's already yeah. been like a goal or a plan like set in place. Right. And like that whole mindset is completely different than me. Just oh, this kid has three Fs. I'm gonna call him into my office. And then two minutes into our conversation, they tell me, you know, something that's happened with their girlfriend, you know, and like, that's completely different. And then I have like five minutes to figure out that situation so I can get back to the 400 emails in my email list or, you know, or the three people knocking on my door, the other person waiting to come in or, you know, it's just parent phone calls who want to talk about their kids. And, you know, there's, you know, in the schools, there's, you know, at any given moment, there's probably at least 10 things pulling at your attention mm-hmm. whereas when you're in when you're in uh, an office as a as a therapist with a client your attention is 100% devoted to that person and, right. and whatever they bring into the room um, and I think one of the big differences that I've noticed with a lot of things is that 
you know, in the schools, whenever I pull a kid, there's usually some type of agenda there, right? There's usually something specific that I want to talk to them about or that I'm being asked to talk to them about. Um, whereas with a client, I don't bring the agenda, right? I let them come to me and, and say, this is what I'd like to talk about. Or, right. This is my goal or this is what I want to work on or yeah. this is the thing. Like, that's I'm not seeking me. out these clients. They're coming to me for help like they right. already have an issue that's right at this point big enough where they feel like they need to come to therapy right. and I let them kind of work through that at their own pace yep um, I give them like and we operate I think on slightly different sort of theoretical bends but I think there's some yeah. overlap there where like a lot of, of what we do and it obviously depends on like the age of the client and everything but like for me at least it's very much like giving them the space creating that space for them to feel like they can sort of dig into and explore and uncover um sort of all the facets of their experience and what's going on for them um and trying to sort of uncover like the you can dig so much deeper like just yeah i mean you have a full hour you're gonna you know you're gonna meet the next week or the next week after that you know like there's there's a order of doing things there you have a plan you know there's right something coming up and it's just and you have the liberty to to push in and lean into stuff yes because you know you're gonna be there for a full hour you know they're gonna come back next or maybe you guess you don't know they're gonna come back next week that's kind of the nature of why they're coming into your office and you have that that sort of flexibility in even sort of the 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 job itself like that is the point of of being a professional counselor a therapist is Someone is coming to you so that you can help them dig into their problems and, you know, unpack them, understand what's going on and try to generate, um, change, um, change, like meaningful change. And with school counseling, it's, you want to generate some meaningful change, but most of the time, 99% of the time, well, really, my guess is a hundred percent of the time, your job is not to dig in. It is to focus in on school and helping that student in school with school yep. with school related stuff yep. um, even when it comes to that social emotional mental health it's like how can we make this better at school right it's that school piece that is always going to be sort of attacked on to the end there um, and you know it's it's a lot of like it is not our job as a school counselor to dig in and ask questions and know all the reasons and know all the details and know but as a therapist it's like Maybe I do need to know more information. Maybe I do need to dig in and lean in and, um, you know, explore what's going on a little bit more with my client to, to really understand and uncover what's going on on a deeper level. Yeah. So, so even just like hearing, like, like, like me listening to us talk about this, like I see like there's, there's, it's like, it's like running parallels, but then like not like at the same time, like I, it's so similar yet completely different like yeah. the overarching goals are like yes we want to keep these people safe we want to help them we want to figure out like what we can do to support them and like have them continue on their everyday life like going to school and or whatever that looks like right. and then but then they're so different like how we do that is com- so different and the time that we have to do that is completely different um right. and I, I mean there's obviously reasons that we both have that are maybe similar maybe different of why we wanted to do 
both of these things. So we sure. we did there's there's something that's telling us like you shouldn't just do one or the other. Like there's a passion or something there that mm-hmm. wants us to keep going down this this weird tension between these two careers, these two lifestyles, these two like identities yeah. that we've been trying to figure out for the last three years. And I think it's going to be an ongoing thing. I don't think we're ever going to really figure it out. Oh, darn. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. That's a bummer. Right. Um, but I think, so I'm going to I'm gonna throw out a metaphor here. I just, I'm working this out as I'm talking. So if it's terrible, then... Um, Let it fly, man. I, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to understand and... Um, understand the difference in um sort of like the difference between like a school counselor and i think so everybody not everybody um most people have probably heard the metaphor of like we each come in with baggage right we have the suitcase we carry around in life and um you know there's all this stuff in it right um and the school counselor's job is to help students get that baggage from point a to point b right to carry it around in life, to, to get through school, to make sure that they are able to move it around, right? But the therapist's job is to help open that baggage up and understand what's inside of it and Ooh, like try and dig through good. it. That's right? good. You just I came know. up with that right here. <sighs> I'm basically a professional. Oh my gosh. Um, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, donations will be uh, accepted. To <laughs> me. Um, copyright, trademark, no. Um, but I, I just feel like that for me kind of really encapsulates like no, for sure. Like when I'm a school counselor, my job is not necessarily to like if a kid brings stuff into my office and they just like word vomit and and give me all this stuff. Um, you know, even in that situation, I think my job isn't really to like. To help them put it's, it all back into the yeah. suitcase. And, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, obviously, like, it, it involves a lot of empathy and a lot of, like, you know, listening. And, there's and a lot of caring to, that yeah, goes on Yeah, there's still that. a lot of care yes. that's involved. And I, when we sort of repack that suitcase, it's done in a meaningful way and a, a very sort of intentional, let's make sure that we're not being reckless here. Um, but it, it is about, like... I can't have a kid in my office for 45 minutes and help talking to them about like their relationship with their mom. Right. 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 But if they're in my office and they're bringing up a relationship with mom, I can, I can actively listen and express empathy and and show concern and, you know, all of that while at the same time trying to push that student, um, towards a, a place of feeling, um, you know, healthy enough to return to their class, right? Because my job is to eventually get them back to class. Yeah. In, in Regulate, get back to class. In a reasonable amount of time. Right. Um, and so I just feel like that, maybe, look, maybe that metaphor is terrible. No, maybe I think that. People listen and be like, uh, are you high? Like, no. what's going on with you? I felt that um, in my soul. But, like, for <laughs> me, that really just encapsulates, like, what the biggest difference is. Yeah. Um, at least as far as the SEL stuff. And then, like, you know, obviously, school counselor, like you are helping them move that baggage around, but you're also right. well. And I think it's like the like li- because we are we look at school counseling through a like 
counseling, like social emotional mental health lens. Yeah. I think I, like it's easy for me to be like, well, even when I talk about grades, even when I talk about what school, what classes you want to take next year, even when I talk about what do you want to do after after high school, I'm like, that's still like a mental health like. Like, I still, like... Yeah, it's wellness. It, yes, it's, it's and sure there's, like, a up. my lens to that is, like, I feel, like, always on. Like, those, yeah. like, mental health classes are, like, always on. And mm-hmm. even when I'm asking, you know, what class do you want to take next semester? Right, and I think that is that is sort of a big difference in our training versus another school counseling program right. is that is our foundation. Right, um, yeah. Like, our foundation is the clinical mental health component and the school counseling piece is kind of layered on top of that. Yeah. And so I don't think it's really possible for us to um, fully separate them to understand school counseling yeah. in another lens other than mental health, um, especially both of us in particular because, you know, we don't have an education background. We have a psychology background. Right. So, you know, even before counseling, we were psychology students. And so that, we that already is the had. foundation of our counseling mm-hmm. foundation, right? And so that I, I, I think there really isn't another way that at least the two of us could understand a lot of the work of school counseling, including, you know, the career and academic components of it. Um, but it, I think it is also important for people to really understand, um, cause this has come up, you know, with, I think it comes up with parents. I think it comes up with, um, teachers. Like there seems to be a lot of ambiguity. A lot of people don't understand, what school counselors do and I think that's kind of a shame and it goes back to that um but it just counselors. it really it's not like you can go into a school and be like oh a teacher stands in front of the front of the classroom and teaches the students like yeah. that's like 99% of all teachers sure it, but then you go to each school each not even each each district then each school then each like I mean each counselor is just so has a different role Right. Like, of course, like every person is different, but then like, but every role is set up differently and viewed differently and everyone looks differently. So it's just the role itself is not universal. Yeah. It's not. And I was actually kind of bringing this up with, um, our, our social worker today, um, because we were talking about some of the differences between sort of our two jobs. Um, and I was kind of talking about like there's there's a handful of things that are kind of universal across the board when it comes to counseling, um, at least school counseling. But for the most part, depending on what district, like you were saying, what district, what school, your principal. Um, when you get to the high school level, like a lot of them have several counselors. Mm-hmm. Like what grade you're in charge of? Things they're yep. responsible for. Like some of them are testing coordinators. Some of them. I mean, so you can find counselors that do tons of different things and that their job responsibilities vary significantly even within the same school district right um and so it just makes it really hard and i think at least for me like honestly if you ask a lot of people like can you tell me who your school counselor was in high school a lot of people probably would have no idea oh yeah i have no idea um and so i think that again like i think that's really kind of a shame that there's such ambiguity about what school counselors even do. I think it goes back to school counselors and honestly counselors in general at all levels, clinical, whoever, are pretty terrible at advocacy and um, kind of going out and advocating for themselves and their roles and what they do and what they're trained in. Um, You know, I remember 
looking at our district's um, sort of mental health community resources list and um, you know which is really just a lot of the agencies and therapists in the community that we might sort of if a family asks for those mental health resources we give them this sort of long document that has all these different places they they would they could go and all this stuff um, and I only saw one or two LPCs on that list and which is LPC is sort of the the license that you get as a, a professional counselor that's the the mental health license right that's the one that um, when we graduate will be eligible for um, but a lot of it was social workers or LMFTs or um, psychologists and I, I looked at that list and I was like wow I know there's a lot of LPCs in the area and sort of what a shame that that counselors are not being equipped to advocate for yeah, themselves they're not and kind of put reaching their out to display to their communities right I mean no I think that's I think that's huge and um, something that we're definitely going to take with us as we leave this program mm-hmm. and and go into this this work yeah. um, because I and then I think with all of that being said, there's just a, because there's so many options as a school counselor, just, I mean, just as a school counselor, there's so many options to like, what kind of school counselor you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really hard to find that like professional identity and really get out of this mm-hmm. um, imposter syndrome as a school counselor. Cause I go to work and I'm like, am I even doing what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> right, or you look at your coworkers and you're like, "Should I be doing that?" Yes. Or should I be doing that that way? That way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, am I doing my job wrong? And you know that whole idea of like, you know, is there is there a correct way to do this job um, in both roles, right? As a school counselor and as a professional counselor, am I am I doing this correctly? That yeah. And although like, there definitely right is way? a ethical and like legal way of doing things, oh, yeah. which is like correct. Um, but I, I would have to say that there's not right. The there's right so way many different it. ways, and we talked about like making sure that you are whatever you're. I mean, this this applies to any job, not just counseling, but any job. Like making sure that whatever your role is, you are doing it true to who you are. Right, being authentic in in your job and your role, um, and in our line of work. That that means like no, there's not like there are. Um, right things to do right? yes. or, or necessary things you have to do as part of your job um, right. there are um, those ethical imperatives those legal imperatives that like yes your job involves X, Y, and Z you have to do these things but you but, can only be Kendall's school counselor and I can only be Ryan's right counselor. I can't do school counseling or, or you know be the same therapist kind of therapist that, that Ryan is and you know, my sister is also a, a, a counselor um, and a therapist, and I am not the same kind of therapist she is, and I wouldn't want to be, right? I don't. If if the world it wouldn't was full it wouldn't of, work that way. Like it, it just no. wouldn't work. Like I like we've had amazing school counselors come and talk to our classes, or like we've worked with like some amazing people, and like although like I look up to them and I think that mm. they do an amazing job, like. And I might steal some things that they do. I've already stolen things. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but they can only be them. Like, I could never in, encompass everything that they are because that's just who they are. And it's not you. And 
I think that's that's part of like one of the most important things to learn, especially in this line of work, is like I can't if the world was full of, of school counselors or counselors who were all the same, um, and this is why there's a lot of people who kind of push back on um, like CBT, right? Because there's a lot of evidence it's for it. Rigidity it's rigidity in it. It's rigidity, and it's basically um, depending, and I'm not saying that people who use CBT do this, but one of the concerns and um, that is constantly brought up about it that I've heard is it's basically cut and paste therapy, right? It's you can take the therapeutic model of CBT and insert any person and any person can be that therapist that does CBT, right? It doesn't take, um, you know, if, if all you're doing is taking the therapy um, and the interventions and the, the If whatever, you're doing just CBT. If you're doing like true CBT yeah. and, and you are sort of not incorporating who you are into your work, right? Um, then it's just copy and paste. And if the world was full of people who all did the exact same thing, then at the end of the day, who are we actually helping? Yeah. And I think that's that's why sort of authenticity in your work is so important. That's why, you know, with school counselors, as professional counselors, like... And it's it is, important to continue to self-discover, to, yeah, to keep to, to, fig, to keep working towards self-actualization in, oh in the pyramid is here. Okay, and, no, so, <laughs> um, To keep working towards that, because I, I think to get to a level where you understand who you are and what you're good at that's where you really can help people yeah yeah and you know um i think the thing we said earlier is you be you but also do your job for sure so um thank you guys for listening um we we so appreciate it again we are so grateful for those of you who listen to um to this podcast and um tell your friends tell your family share it at your thanksgiving dinner table yeah um <laughs> you know we we love um being able to, to share this stuff with you guys if you have any suggestions of um mental health topics or related things that you want us to cover or talk about on this podcast you can send us a message on our instagram page which is probably therapy um, or send us an email at probably therapy at gmail.com um, we'd love to hear uh, different things you guys want us to talk about um, and hopefully uh, sometime soon we'll be getting some guests who are much more professional and <laughs> know significantly more oh, than yes. you oh, yes. um, to actually be helpful for you guys so thank you so much for listening and we will see you after the holidays. Yeah. Have a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.